Bay Radio Network, radio for your soul. KATH 910 AM, Frisco, Dallas, Fort Worth. Welcome to We Sing Our Faith, sharing the music and ministry of today's Catholic recording artists. I am your host, Julie Carrick, and it is my privilege to share my fellow artists with you. Welcome indeed this week to We Sing Our Faith. What an amazing week it has been. Um, what a privilege this past week to have shared the Divine Mercy celebration with so many wonderful people and to be back home now in my my home parish here in, in Scottsdale, Arizona, um, especially for this weekend as we have these incredible readings on the road to Amos, where our Lord and His beautiful and and broken and what a mess his disciples and apostles were right they're walking along and uh and he's right there with them and they don't recognize him until the beautiful moment in the breaking of the bread um but before we go to the first song with Liz Owen today I want to share the gospel reading this is from Luke chapter 24 verses 13 through 35 This is such a great example of us isn't it that we we want to believe the Lord we want to you know we want to take him at his word in everything that we do and here are the apostles and the disciples They've witnessed everything that happened in Jerusalem when he was crucified. And, you know, they, they know that he's no longer in the tomb. And um, they're just, they feel so lost because they haven't seen him. They haven't spoken with him. And they're, they're having, you know, they're having some serious doubt issues. Um, but what does Jesus do with them, right? So let's take the reading first. That very day, the first day of the week, Two of Jesus' disciples were going to a village seven miles from Jerusalem called Emmaus, and they were conversing about all the things that had occurred. And it happened that while they were conversing and debating, Jesus himself drew near and walked with them. But their eyes were prevented from recognizing him. He asked them, What are you discussing as you walk along? They stopped, looking downcast. One of them, named Cleopas, said to him in reply, Are you the only visitor to Jerusalem who does not know of the things that have taken place there in these days? And he replied to them, What sort of things? They said to him, The things that happened to Jesus the Nazarene, who was a prophet, mighty in deed and word, before God and all the people. How our chief priests and the rulers both handed him over to a sentence of death and crucified him. But we were hoping that he would be the one to redeem Israel. And besides all this, it is now the third day since this took place. Some women from our group, however, have astounded us. They were at the tomb early in the morning and did not find his body. They came back and reported that they had indeed seen a vision of angels who announced that he was alive. Then some of those with us went to the tomb and found things just as the women had described, but him they did not see. And he said to them, Oh, how foolish you are! How slow of heart to believe all that the prophet spoke! Was it not necessary that the Christ should suffer these things and enter into his glory? 
Then, beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he interpreted to them what referred to him in all the scriptures. As they approached the village to which they were going, he gave the impression that he was going on farther. But they urged him, Stay with us, for it is nearly evening, and the day is almost over. So he went in to stay with them. And it happened that while he was with them at table, he took bread, said the blessing, broke it, and gave it to them. With that their eyes were opened, and they recognized him. But he vanished from their sight. Then they said to one another, Were not our hearts burning within us, while he spoke to us on the way, and opened the scriptures to us? So they set out at once and returned to Jerusalem, where they found gathered together the eleven, and those with them who were saying, The Lord has truly been raised, and has appeared to Simon. Then the two recounted what had taken place on the way, and how he had been made known to them in the breaking of the bread. Let's go to our first song today, the beautiful song Emmaus from Liz Owen. We squint to recognize the rising sun And though you speak with fervor We're listening in part Our hearts still in the fog Near Emmaus we invited you As you break the bread before us, your glory is made known. Pull the veil from our eyes to see the sun who for us dies. Oh, visions of mercy. We fall asleep, it grows And when we rise We still may not know But as you
I love this song. In fact, this weekend, we have the privilege of singing this in my home parish in Blessed Sacrament. You know, there's there's such a beauty in acknowledging that there are those times in our life that we need Jesus to be very, you know, very blunt, I guess is the right word, to say, Lord, we want to follow you, we want to do your will, and yet so many times our own eyes are blinded to the fact that he is literally walking every step of the journey with us. We are not alone. He is with us. He has truly been raised from the dead and continues to be with us in his word in the scripture and in the beauty of the Eucharistic embrace. Um, I want to go right away to one more song, and this is from Jesse Manabusen. Um, The name of the song is Alleluia, Love is Alive. And with OCP, we are so blessed to be able to have this in our hymnals. Um, The beauty of this song, right? The beauty of the, the focus of Alleluia, that love is alive. Jesus is raised from the dead. And we don't have to wonder where he is. We are an Alleluia people, and we know that he is not only alive, risen from the dead, opening wide the doors of eternity and salvation for us, but he remains with us in the Eucharistic embrace. Um, yeah, Let's go to Jesse now as he sings for us, Alleluia, love is alive.
the good news of this glorious day Every heart singing as heaven proclaims He is Lord, He is Lord, He is alive triumphant Alleluia that we sing throughout this Easter season. Um, you know, I know we are an Easter people, but I love this time of Easter. Um, so many times we get these little questionnaires on social media, you know, what is your favorite color? What is your favorite food? What is your favorite season? Well, I have to say Easter is my favorite season. As much as I love the the beauty and the simplicity and the, the quiet of, of Christmas, if it weren't for Easter, Christmas wouldn't be fulfilled. I mean, he came as that babe in the manger. He came to, to grow up, to suffer and die, to be the Lamb of God, to give us both this incredible gift of mercy and salvation, of of the incredible gift of forgiveness and peace by being that atonement for us. And so as he grew up, as he allowed himself to be the one to suffer and die once for all for us, but then not to leave us alone, to be with us in this incredible gift of the Eucharist. And how marvelous that those who were so broken and sad as they were leaving Jerusalem, walking away from the city, recognized him in the breaking of the bread. Do we recognize him in the breaking of the bread? I mean, during Mass, as we look toward the altar, as the priest is celebrating in persona Christi, as Jesus, that moment where he lifts the bread and breaks it, right? Do we see Jesus? Or are we there because it's Sunday and we're supposed to go to Mass and we've done this every week for our life? I pray that this weekend, every single one of us has our eyes opened anew, afresh, and willing to receive this incredible blessing of who it is we receive in this Eucharistic embrace. That's going to take us to our next song today with Kitty Cleveland and the beautiful song, In the Breaking of the Bread. Let's take a let's take a listen to Kitty now.
You know, that's such a beautiful song recounting this beautiful gospel that we began the program with today. And as we sing that song in the breaking of the bread, that emotion, that that beautiful sense of, you know, dear God, please open my eyes. Let me see you. Is not my heart burning every time I come into your presence? You know, when we come into the presence of Christ in the Eucharist, we have to be transformed. It's not a matter of just simply recognizing him, but, but what do we do once we have recognized that it is him that we receive? Or when we come to these times of Eucharistic adoration, you know, we have a privilege in our home parish in Blessed Sacrament Church here in Scottsdale of perpetual adoration. And this week, I was having the most wonderful conversation with our faith formation um, director, uh, Dr. Larry Freyer. And I love, um, I love Larry's thoughts. And as he shares this with our RCIA people and with members of our community here, the beauty of adoration is, is that indeed. It is the beauty of adoration that we come into the presence of Jesus Christ. But if all we do is sit and look at him, 
and we are not transformed to take him out into our daily life, then we're basically objectifying him, right? We're saying, yes, we're going to come here. We're going to look at you. We're going to spend time with you. But unless we have that burning of our hearts, that we are transformed, that when we walk out of mass, having received the Lord, or walk out of that adoration chapel, ready to take him to the world, to be a living monstrance, so to speak, to bring Jesus into our home, into our neighborhoods, into our workplace. Ah, oh, it's this time of the Eucharistic revival is exciting for that purpose. Everything that we already have, just like those apostles, everything they already had with them in Jerusalem, they were walking away. But in that moment of the breaking of the bread, Jesus was revealed in that phrase, were not our hearts burning as he spoke to us? Weren't we energized? Weren't we ready to go share that message? Ah, the next song that I want to take us to today is my own song, Adoration. And as he looks into us, as we look into him, please God that each and every one of us is transformed and inspired to take you into the world. I come to offer perfect praise to you bring a gift of self to offer kneeling here before you now I feel unworthy Lord help me lift my eyes to see to see you looking into me into a heart that longs to love you eyes that beg to see into my arms that need your true embrace into my hearing all my senses into every breath I breathe Jesus Jesus my soul is to be near you I see beyond the bread your face kneeling here before you now I wander in the all the God of life and grace I see you looking into me to see into my arms that need your true embrace into my hearing all my senses into every breath I breathe Jesus Jesus Oh Lord how can it be
gift of love first come from you Kneeling here before you, Lord, I know this truth divine You have set me free As you are looking into me Into a heart that longs to love you Into these eyes that beg to see Into my arms that need your true embrace Into my hearing all my senses Into every breath I breathe Jesus Jesus If you've just joined us today on We Sing Our Faith, I am your host, Catholic recording artist, mission presenter, and author, Julie Carrick. It is such a privilege to spend this hour with you each and every week, sharing the music and the ministry, the heart and the truth shared by so many of today's Catholic recording artists. For information about each and every one of us, please visit we sing our faith.org. We sing our faith.org. That's the site. The toll free number is 1 888 880 6874. And we are here to connect you. Now, as we continue along today, I want to go to one more song from Jesse Manabusen. And um, Jesse, he's such a dear, dear man. And again, I'm grateful that OCP, um, Oregon Catholic Press, carries his music in our hymnals because he's got some great ones. And this song, Open My Eyes. I like that it's very personal. Open my eyes. You know, um, it's so easy sometimes when we gather for Mass or a different communal prayer that we use that word our. And somehow as the group which is important. I mean, we we need to be community, but we also need to have that one-on-one with Jesus, you know, to say, Lord Jesus, open my eyes that I might see you in the Eucharist, that I might hear you in the, in the perfect words spoken through you to the world, that, that I will be transformed and know that it is you who I receive. And this song from Jesse, Open My Eyes, Help Me to See Your Face, that I I truly, Lord Jesus, want to see you in the Eucharist and in my brothers and sisters in the world, that, that as I go into the world, that I might bring you with me. And I don't leave you just there in the church, but that I bring you into every moment of my life. Um, this song from Jesse is so perfect for today as we consider that the eyes be opened in the breaking of the bread, that our hearts be opened to receive the fullness of Jesus. From Jesse Manabusen, Open My Eyes.
such a privilege when my grandson Zuri was making First Communion and Confirmation here and Jesse is his sponsor and it was so beautiful to see this dear man of God you know opening up the scripture for my grandson and as you know as the the beautiful gift of the Holy Spirit was being conferred on my on my grandson Zuri and Jesse was standing there with his hand on his shoulder just the beauty of a man of faith he doesn't just sing about it. He lives his faith, and, and what a joy that is to witness. So, again, Jesse, thank you so much. 
Now, as we continue along the um, this road to Emmaus today, and we see that the eyes of the disciples and the apostles were opened wide in the breaking of the bread, are we open to that? Are our eyes open to not only see Jesus, but to proclaim him to the world? Um, to be able to, to truly say that, yes, Lord, I know that I have received you every time I have the privilege of going to mass, that I receive you, that I know it is you whom I have received and have consumed and, and am getting ready to take into my daily life. And how do I do that? You know, how do I live this hallelujah song when I acknowledge that, yes, you are Lord and Savior. Yes, I have received you. Yes, Lord Jesus, I know it is you in your word and in the sacrament of the Eucharist that we need to live that hallelujah, that we need to take that joyous, triumphant news into the world in every moment of our day. Um, this is reminding me of another song um, from Sarah Hart. And I love Sarah's music. And again, Sarah is one of those OCP artists and her music and the hymnals um, allow us not just to hear her on the radio or in our, you know, our cloud music or however we listen to it. But when we come together to celebrate the beauty of the mass, where we hear the word of God proclaimed, and then yes, in the breaking of the bread, we see him. It creates in us this joyous response, or it should create in us this joyous response that hallelujah is our song. Um, so that's the one that I want to share with you today from Sarah Hart. Um, hallelujah is our song. Let's take a few minutes with Sarah and we'll be right back.
Um, there are, you know, like so many of the artists that I have the music um, shared each and every week on our program. Sarah is one of those that I have some favorites. Um, some of her songs just, oh my goodness, they just resonate with me. And I'm going to give a little teaser for next week. Um, because next week, as we celebrate the beautiful Good Shepherd Sunday, there's a song that Sarah wrote, oh gosh, many years ago. And it is so just heart touching, but the name of the song is Better Than a Hallelujah. So this week we have Hallelujah is our song. Next week, this little teaser, Better Than a Hallelujah. Um, we're going to come to that one during the, the program of the Good Shepherd music. So um, come back next week to hear that one. But as we continue along today and the beautiful realization that their eyes were opened in the breaking of the bread, and that they come to realize that they receive Jesus. Um, this is going to take us to one more of my songs today, and it is the song Eucharistic Grace. Now, you're going to hear my husband's voice begin this with this beautiful um, 17th century poetry, and knowing that in order for all of this to have happened, first came the gift of salvation when Jesus said yes to being our Savior, when he willingly accepted the cross and all that he endured for our salvation, what he was willing to do to be the Lamb of God. And then we ask the question, how can I receive? How can I receive that which heaven itself cannot contain? And yet he loves us so much that he doesn't leave us alone. He remains with us in this Eucharistic embrace in the grace of the Eucharistic, um, just this incredible moment where we see it is him and then we receive him body, blood, soul, and divinity. It's not just opening our eyes to see him, but opening our hearts to receive and then opening our life to share what we have received with the world around us. That makes all the difference. So from me, your host, Julie Carrick, along with my husband, Kurt, our song, Eucharistic Grace. For they shall pierce my side, I full well know, that as sin came, so sacraments might flow. Who knows not love, let him essay, and taste that juice, which on the cross a pike did set again a brooch. Then let him say if he ever did taste the like. Love is that liquor, sweet and most divine, which my God feels as blood, but I taste as wine.
given for your freedom. This is my blood shed for all mankind. Take now and eat till the day of my returning. his voice as the voice of Christ singing along and it just it just touches my heart and for 15 years this incredible man and I have been able to share this ministry all throughout the world together what a what a blessing thank you Kurt um, now, as we continue along today, I want to go to one more um, part of our readings that we're going to hear this weekend. So in the Acts of the Apostles in chapter 2, verses 14 and 22 through 33. Let's take a listen to this. Then Peter stood up with the eleven, raised his voice and proclaimed, You who are Jews, indeed all of you staying in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and listen to my words. You who are Israelites, hear these words. 
Jesus, the Nazarene, was a man commended to you by God, with mighty deeds, wonders, and signs, which God worked through him in your midst, as you yourselves known. This man, delivered up by the set plan and foreknowledge of God, you killed, using lawless men to crucify him. But God raised him up, releasing him from the throes of death, because it was impossible for him to be held by it. For David says of him, I saw the Lord ever before me. With him at my right hand, I shall not be disturbed. Therefore my heart has been glad, and my tongue has exulted. My flesh, too, will dwell in hope, because you will not abandon my soul to the netherworld, nor will you suffer your Holy One to see corruption. You have made known to me the paths of life. You will fill me with joy in your presence. My brothers, one can confidently say to you about the patriarch David, that he died and was buried, and his tomb is in our midst to this day. But since God, he was a prophet, and knew that God had sworn an oath to him, that he would set one of his descendants upon his throne, he foresaw and spoke of the resurrection of the Christ, that neither was he abandoned to the netherworld, nor did his flesh see corruption. God raised this Jesus. Of this we are all witnesses. Exalted at the right hand of God, he received the promise of the Holy Spirit from the Father and poured him forth as you see and hear. I love the the knowledge that is shared in the Acts of the Apostles of that of those witnesses of what happened, of what Christ did, and how he truly was raised indeed. And I love that our hearts and our souls exult that we cannot keep this quiet, that when we are transformed and we have come to know him in his word, in his promise, in his breaking of the bread, that he becomes present to us in the Eucharistic celebration. It begs that question, how can we keep some from singing? How can we not exalt and share the beauty of this truth in every moment of our lives? Yes, we're all going to go through dark days. Yes, we are all going to have hardships and illness and loss and brokenness, just as those apostles felt that same loss and brokenness and sadness. But Jesus encountered them when they were walking away and brought them back. On that road to Emmaus, he met them where they were, opened their eyes in the breaking of the bread, gave himself to them just as he gives himself to us, that we might literally consume him and be transformed. And then we take him into the world around us. That's what it's about. So I want to close out our program today as we go up to the top of the hour with the song, How Can I Keep From Singing? My life flows on in endless song Above earth's lamentation I hear the clear, though far-off hymn That hails a new creation No storm can shake my inmost calm While to that rock I'm clinging Since love is Lord of heaven and earth How 
For spending this time with me, your host, Julie Carrick, on We Sing Our Faith. For information about each and every one of us, please visit that site, WeSingOurFaith.org. The toll-free number, 1-888-880-6874. We would love to get your prayer requests and answer any questions you might have about each and every one of the artists and how you might bring us to your communities especially during this time of the Eucharistic Revival. We are here to serve, so please reach out. Now, until next week, may God bless you and keep you. Faith, hope, charity. This is the Guadalupe Radio Network, radio for your soul.
The Guadalupe Radio Network thanks Little Elm Eye Care for their support of local Catholic radio. Little Elm Eye Care is owned by Drs. Burt and Leslie Bubella, parishioners of St. Francis of Assisi Parish in Frisco. They specialize in family vision care, comprehensive eye exams, contact lenses, and the treatment of eye diseases and injuries. Little Elm Eye Care is located at 1200 East El Dorado Parkway, Suite 100, across from the Little Elm Athletic Complex. They can be reached by calling 972-2920-900 or on the web at littleelmeyecare.com. All are invited to help make reparation for sins against the Sacred Heart of Jesus and the Immaculate Heart of Mary and advancement of the culture of life through Eucharistic adoration every first Friday at Mater Dei Parish in Irving. The next all-night adoration takes place from Friday, May 5th through 8 a.m. Saturday, May 6th. The event begins with a sacred devotion on Friday, May 5th, followed by Mass, Exposition, and all-night adoration, confessions, and benediction. Are you looking for peace? Longing for joy? Want to meet the giver of all goodness? God is calling the laity to bring Ignatian prayer into a suffering world. Work for the new evangelization. Go to LordTeachMeToPray.com. Order your free digital training and manual. Find true happiness and everlasting joy. Go to LordTeachMeToPray.com. And click on the red button today. It's free. Approved by the USCCB. Hi, this is Dave Palmer with a reminder to download the Guadalupe Radio Network app on your smartphone. It's very simple to do, and once you have the app on your phone, you can listen to a crystal clear signal of this station, KTH 910 AM, 24 hours a day, anywhere you are. If you have any questions about our app or need help setting it up on your phone, contact me through email, davepalmer at grnonline.com. Guadalupe Radio Network thanks Cargo Eye Care of Las Colinas, a longtime sponsor on KATH 910 AM. Cargo Eye Care is owned by Dr. Jonathan Cargo from St. Anne Parish in Capel. Their office and eyewear gallery are centrally located in Irving. Cargo Eye Care offers a full range of services and products to patients of all ages. Most vision and health insurance plans are accepted, including Medicare and Medicaid. 972-432-2020 or on the web at CargoEyeCare.com. K-A-T-H, 910 AM, Frisco, Dallas, Fort Worth.